You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, everyone. This is episode 37 of Mission Lab coming to you from Bangor, Maine. And our title for our episode today is What We Talk About When We Talk About Discipleship. I am really, really excited about this episode. I am ecstatic about it, in fact. And so, Camille, what, what, are, what do we talk about when we talk about discipleship? What's the reason for this episode, and what are, where are we going with yeah, it? Yeah, so discipleship is very much a buzzword in Christianity. Um, everyone's talking about it. You'll see a lot of articles about it. So we've kind of mentioned it in several of our episodes but and gone over the defi- definition quickly, but haven't really spent a whole episode exploring and discussing what true discipleship really is. So we thought uh, this would be a great episode to do that in. Yes, and I had someone specifically write in and say, hey, yes, how we talk a lot about discipleship, but what is it? How do you do it? And we love that. We love, um, like we've said before, we love hearing from you guys. Um, sometimes, you know, we've done 37 episodes, so we forget. Well, we've done 36. This is 37. Yes. So we forget what we've, what we've shared um, to some degree. Mm-hmm. So hearing those questions and getting that feedback is great. But the two questions um, that I have on our episode today is, what is discipleship and how do we do it? Yeah. So let's just hit the ground running this I hope this is going to be a longer episode, Camille. We have our papers lined out and it's (laughs) filling up like four pages. Usually it fills a lot like one page. And so I'm hoping this one will be... An outline, not like a read-through. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the first question, I think we have defined discipleship in the past, Um, maybe at least what a disciple is. Uh, Discipleship, the term, let me first of all say this is not a term you will find in the Bible. You will not find the word discipleship. However, you will find the word disciple Disciple. repeatedly. And in fact, that seems to be the favorite title for those who are followers of Jesus. Interestingly, the word Christian was only used merely three times in all of the Bible. I did not know that. The word disciple, however, is used repeatedly. So being a disciple of Jesus was uh, a very important thing, and it, it, it garnered more attention to the biblical writers than merely being a quote-unquote Christian. Not to say we shouldn't be Christians, but nevertheless. So uh, with that in mind, saying that the word discipleship is not in Scripture, of course, the easy definition would be for discipleship is becoming a disciple of Jesus. But I think the best uh, definition that I have come across is discipleship is the process of learning to live in love like Jesus in all of life. So again, let me say that discipleship is the process of learning to live and love like Jesus in all of life. And by all of life, I would propose it means that we are becoming like Jesus emotionally, 
We're becoming like Jesus spiritually, spiritually intellectually, intellectually, physically. physically. Yeah. So um, it's just literally helping one another grow up into Christ likeness, learning how to learning how to be like Jesus. And I like how some people put it. Um, and this is kind of intimidating, but discipleship is the kind of growing up into the way Christ would live if he were in your shoes. So like if you are the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, what literally what would Jesus be like if he was the CEO of that Fortune 500 company? Um, so it's like, yeah, how can I be more like Christ in all of life? And uh, it goes without saying, hopefully, but if it wasn't obvious already, that discipleship, I'll put it in these terms, discipleship is a team sport. Uh, becoming more and more like Jesus is something that requires other people to help us. And that's been one of the challenges of Christianity historically uh, over the last, certainly the last 500 years, and I would say maybe even the last 1700 years is that Christianity has largely become an individual uh, affair. And so we kind of do it on our own and, you know, we can, we can choose on our own. We can be Christians on our own. But if you look at scripture, um, it was a whole corporate body that was responsible for the growing up of the faith. And so, yeah, so discipleship requires community, requires other people, requires accountability, uh, which is things we're going to get into. So yeah, number one, discipleship is the process of learning to live and love like Jesus in all of life. Now, question number two, which is how does discipleship happen? Well, the thing I like about discipleship is that it's not necessarily just like this one thing. Mm. It's always happening. And mm. it's not like, it doesn't happen once a week. Mm. Like we sometimes think that's kind of like what church is, where you kind of go this mm. once a week. Well, we did church. Um, but discipleship and being a follower of Christ is happening every single minute of every single day. And it's it's very, um, it's simple. And, and an analogy that um, crossed my mind was that a little bit ago, I was talking with a friend of mine and she had said, oh, you know, I, I noticed that, you know, you know, when Sean's on Facebook, he's like very nice with all his remarks to people when there's controversial, controversial, how do you say that word? Controversial. Yes, controversial <laughs> everyone now together controversial anyways um it's just super genuine and nice with his remarks um she said oh yeah you know i also noticed this like i noticed that you know you're not you don't talk bad about others and so it really made me start thinking and this was this was a non-christian yes this was a non-christian made me really start thinking wow i'm really truly amazed at people like observing mm. me, observing us, um, without me even, you know, I wasn't presenting a Bible study. I wasn't like, you know, inviting her to Sabbath school or church. It was just through my everyday actions mm -hmm. when we hung out with each other, whether that was at, um, you know, on the playground or whether it was at my house or um, anywhere, mm -hmm. she was observing me. Mm -hmm. so and 
Go ahead. So we are never not discipling people. Yeah. It's kind of just... like the bottom line. And and so that needs that that should elevate our opinion of the mundane things of life. Like every little thing I do, as I mentioned before, has the capacity to communicate the gospel to other people. And so we are never not discipling people, which is kind of sobering and frightening to some degree because every little thing I do, I'm discipling up that person into something or someone. Into or out of yeah. a deeper relationship with so, Christ. So check this out. If I'm at the grocery store and I get really, really mad at the clerk. Or maybe mad at your children as you're trying mad, to check out. That never <laughs> happens. I am discipling the store clerk into something. And that's something I would propose if I'm getting upset with them is Jesus. Sorry, is not Jesus. Uh, however, on the other hand, if I'm being really, really nice to that person, I am discipling them towards Jesus by those actions. So, but by the way, what this also indicates is that discipleship is not simply something that we do with people after they've committed to Christ. Because sometimes, and I hear this a lot from people who talk about discipleship, is that, oh yeah, we do evangelism, we get people into the church, and then we baptize, you know, we baptize them, and then we disciple them. We get into them into this discipleship program, and it's like, no, 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 no. Discipleship is something that we are always doing, even with those that are not of the faith explicitly. So, we are we we disciple individuals from beginning to end. It is a process. So discipleship and evangelism are not two separate things. They are the same thing that takes place. You know, we're always discipling people, we're always evangelizing people. So yeah. To give another example, actually just yesterday, I'm sure there's stores that we all visit frequently or places that we visit frequently, whether it's, you know, a salon or a nail place or uh a outdoor fishing store or whatever it may be. Mine happens to be Target. Target. For those Do you of like you Target? who know me well, I'm a big fan of Target. And no, they're not paying me to say this. <laughs> we should get um, sponsorship, though. I know, really. Um, so I love Target. I was just in there yesterday, and a and a gentleman who I've seen before, and you know, kind of casually said hi or whatever. Well, he he stopped me and was talking with me. I had my two girls with me at the time. He's, you know, we were just kind of chit chat, and he's like, "Oh, your kids are just always so well behaved when they're in here." And I'm just <laughs> thinking, "Oh my word, I don't know about that." But um, so we were talking, and he asked what my husband did for work and really? what, what I did, and. Um, I said, well, you know, actually I homeschool my kids. He's like, oh, really? He's like, I'm even more impressed now with you or whatever. Did you give him a pamphlet? <laughs> I did not give him a pamphlet <laughs> or a flyer or anything like that. But it just, it, it made me think back like, oh man, how many times have I like, you know, been impatient with my kids while I've been in the store? I'm sure plenty. Um, so it's just really interesting. Um, and just a good reminder for me that like we've said, we're you're always discipling, and you're whether mm-hmm. you're you're pointing people to Christ or you're pointing them away from Christ, mm-hmm. especially if they yeah. know that you are a Christ follower. Yeah, yeah. So the point is, number one, we're always discipling people, people we don't know, people we do know. Um, but let's talk about now the more like 
deliberate, conscientious discipleship. And here is the single key to the discipleship process. The most important, single most important ingredient in the process of discipleship is... Time. Time. Okay. What do we mean by time? Well, I think I think in our society, we often... Uh, want everything now. It's mm-hmm. like a quick, like, okay, let's, let's go to fast food. Let's get our food now. Let's go, uh, go to the supermarket, get our stuff, go through the checkout line. And everything's just like so quick in our society. We, mm-hmm. When we want to watch our show, we want to watch it now. When we want to, um, that's what we have, you know, recording possibilities and, you know, just endless, uh, endless possibilities of everything, um, meeting our, like, desires our desires now yeah and time with discipleship it doesn't work that way you Mm -hmm. don't just like get in a quick like hi and hello with a friend and be gone it's a week by week month by month year by year process Mm -hmm. of investing in people yeah and I mean, Sean, def- define that because we often well, say invest. What does that yeah. mean? Okay, so what I mean by this um, and what I specifically mean by time is literally we need to spend as much time as we can with people that we are seeking to disciple. So I would kind of break this down into, uh, you know, with those that God has placed in our lives, we talked about from the episode, the uh, the Doing Life Together episode. So with those who are not yet committed to Jesus, just literally giving yourself over to them. And when they invite you to supper, you go to supper. When they invite you to go to the hockey game, you go to the hockey game. When they invite you to come to their birthday party, you go to their birthday party. Um, the same applies to those who are also committed followers of Jesus, those who are have acknowledged that they want to be discipled in Jesus. You just got to spend a lot of time together. And I would say that that has to be both spontaneous time and organized planned time. So planned and unplanned time, Uh, organic and, and, and organized time. Yeah. And sometimes we have found that in the crazy busy life that we all lead, um, planned time, uh, is super important as much as unplanned time is, but with people's schedules and especially people who have children, which is, um, a fair number of Mm -hmm. people, whether Mm -hmm. you're discipling or vice versa, um, it is hard to coordinate people's schedules, work Mm -hmm. schedules, uh, all of their athletic, um, sports games and various activities, it's it can be really challenging to schedule to get together with people. So sometimes, I, honestly, I'll schedule things out like two or three weeks with my friends just mm-hmm. to be able to get that that time with mm-hmm. them that I value so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also that as you grow closer with um, with people and mm-hmm. and with people within your life and your circle, uh, it is easy to throw mm-hmm. out a like, "Hey, last minute, but let's get together." Yeah. And you know, can you do this or whatever? Yeah, and so. I would go back to, maybe we mentioned this before, but being fluent in the gospel. As you spend time with people spontaneously, opportunities come up to speak the gospel into those moments and to uh, you know, give a reason for the hope that's in you. But yeah, I would just say 
if the goal is to become like Jesus in all of life, then we need to have access to other people's entire life and they need to have access to our entire life. Um, so yeah, I would say organic time. There's nothing that is more revealing than observing somebody uh, in spontaneous moments. Like it's really easy to pretend when you're sitting in a meeting with somebody else. And that's why, you know, a lot of times people talk about discipleship. They're talking about going to a meeting once a week and sitting in a class and learning how to like give Bible studies. That's not, you know, that, that, that might be a part of discipleship, but that is not the totality of discipleship. We're trying to become like Jesus in all of life, not just learn how to give a Bible study. And so if discipleship in our minds is showing up to a meeting once a week, with one another, then that's that's not the full picture. So we need to spend time with each other in casual settings, so that we can observe one another in those moments of of uh, spontaneous reaction. Like there's nothing better. Like if you want to know, if you want to know what's really going on inside of me, um, this is going to be released the morning after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But uh, if you want to know what's going on in my heart, like sit next to me when the Patriots get behind by hopefully they didn't. But the point is like the 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 spontaneous stuff of life is really going to reveal where the needs are in my life. And so if I spend time with you, you know, at work, you know, on the ball field, at the restaurant, these are moments where we are able to observe one another. And the goal, of course, if we are in a committed relationship with one another, is to give each other permission to say, hey, I noticed, you know, you reacted this way when, uh, you know, the Eagles went up by three points. Of course, <laughs> the Eagles lost, ultimately, hopefully. Uh, oh, mercy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, those are moments where we can now speak the gospel into one another's life. I had an experience like this just recently, in fact, where um, a friend of mine, we were, you know, we have a time of of, of planned uh, meeting and reflection and scripture study. And I just said to him, hey, you know, brother, I noticed that you were acting this way when we were at that place and doing that thing. And he said, oh, really? I didn't, you know, I didn't notice it because we're we're not able to really observe ourselves in those moments. Mm -hmm. And so I need another set of eyes to be able to see things that I can't see about myself. And so we can observe one another in all of life so that we can disciple one another in all of life. And I'm going to use a football analogy here, Camille. Do I have permission to do that? Go for it. So I will admit, and I put this on Facebook, but I'll, I'll say it again here. I will admit that I have watched the Facebook series. Tom vs. Time. Tom vs. Time. There's this guy. His name is Tom Brady. He's he's okay. He's a quarterback. Hopefully he won last night. Even if he didn't, it's not that important. What's important is Jesus. But um, but it's the series that's looking, you know, has looked at his life and his race against time. He's 40 years old. People think he shouldn't be able to perform anymore. But in the third episode, or second episode, he, it showed him in the offseason being uh, coached by a quarterback coach. Now, Tom Brady is 40 years old. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. That's fairly, 
well-established. Most people are agreed. He is at the height of his sport. He is, he's won five, maybe six Super Bowls. Broken tons of records. Broken tons of records. And yet he still wants to be the best quarterback he can be. He still wants to be coachable. Yeah, he still wants to be coachable. He still wants to improve. You think if if someone if 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 there's anybody who's figured out how to play quarterback, it's Tom Brady. And yet he is still hungry to improve and just get a little bit better. And so he has a coach, a quarterback coach to observe him and to tell him how he can improve his throwing mechanics. And the guy's like, okay, just tuck in your elbow a little bit here, a little bit there, you know? And it's like he wants to have every little thing perfected. Now, if Tom Brady does that for football, why don't we do that for life? We need people in our lives who will be able to observe us in all of life and see things that we have a hard time seeing about ourselves and coming to us in love and in grace and in humility and saying, hey, brother, hey, sister, I noticed that you got impatient with that clerk at the store. I noticed that, you know, uh, you were being unkind to your children or whatever. And just speaking the gospel into our lives, not beating us over the head, not criticizing or condemning us, but speaking Jesus into our lives um, so that we can grow up in all of life. How many how many Christians are there who basically stopped maturing in their spiritual lives or emotional lives when they got baptized and became Christians? Like they've been Christians for 40 years and yet they're still struggling with impatience. They're still struggling with, you know, envy. They're still struggling with bitterness. And that's just because we haven't been doing discipleship. So, in order to disciple people, in order to have people disciple us, we need to spend lots and lots and lots of time with them. That's why we call it doing life, life. together. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be planned. Uh, sorry, it'll be organic, spontaneous time. So just find again two or three people one or two people and say, Hey, let's do life together. Let's do as much as we can together. Not only because we like each other, although we do, but because we want to help one another become better people. And that requires us to open our lives up to other people. And so just spend as much time together, observing one another, encouraging one another, blessing one another, serving one another, discipling one another. Uh, and then there's something called DNA groups. DNA groups. We have talked a little bit about this. Yeah, we haven't exactly established those yet in our, although I like to say that my book club is a little bit of a DNA group. Why don't you say, you know, yeah, the acronym for DNA? Uh, so DNA stands for Discover, Nurture, and Act. So that's just an acronym for, um, I would say, a planned group. Uh, time of, of group discipleship. And what we would recommend, again, we are um, not thriving at this in our missional community, but we hope to. And soon we will hopefully be multiplying missional communities, but that's another episode. Um, but uh, recommended that you have take 
three men, three women, put them in a group together and have them commit to one another to spend a lot of time together and then have specific regular meetings where you are studying scripture together, opening up your heart and your lives to one another, vulnerable, authentic communication. Um, And then again, having those moments where you give the other persons, the two other people, permission to disciple you in the gospel in ways that you need it. Um, so that's that's the 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 uh, organized time of discipleship, but it's not going to work if it's just once a week you meet together. You need again access to one another's live lives lives and all of life. But again, Sean, I mean, life is busy, so some may be listening to this podcast and being like, "Okay, that's a lot of time you're talking about. I have I don't have that time." So well, you I've, have the same. Num- you have the same amount of time that Einstein had. You have the same amount of time that Beethoven had. We all have time for what we Yeah. Okay. Value. I would just recommend baby steps. Yes. Um, like Sean said, we don't necessarily have DNA groups in place. We have a lot of other I, I do that- have a DNA group, okay. by the way. Well, I kind of do because it's my book club. Even though we are not going through scripture, we are discipling one another in life and we're reading books that are growth books so that we can hopefully grow within our parenting, within our jobs, mm-hmm. uh, within our roles in, in society. Um, and then just really listening and being vulnerable with one another. Um, it's just, I've really learned a lot. Um, and Ellie and I would probably say that our book club is kind of like a DNA group, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, don't, don't be intimidated by this podcast. Cause trust me, if I was listening to this and I heard, <laughs> Sean preaching away about time, <laughs> time, time. I'd be freaking uh, out too. So just you're baby assuming steps. that anyone is freaking out. I would assume they probably well, are. Well, but so baby let, steps. Ba- yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, absolutely baby steps. But as we've said before, on the one hand, you don't add anything additional. You just are intentional. Yes. But on the other hand, if we're gonna be about the mission of Christ, we have to prioritize. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, the Christianity has suffered greatly in the world because of a lack of discipleship. I definitely agree. And if we're going to be the people God wants us to be, we have to commit to it. And again, it has to be an all of life thing because we have. We need to grow up in all of life. So, yeah, time. Now, I think to some degree we've mentioned it's been a while, but I think to some degree a lot of people are looking for time with others. They, they, they would love to have a person or two that they can say, man, they're investing in my life. I'm investing in their life. We're having real authentic connection. Mm-hmm. And, and even for you... Even for those who are listening who are introverts, remember, it does, it's not a big crowd. In fact, this doesn't work well with a big crowd. A lot of times mm-hmm. if you're if you're looking to get vulnerable and open and um, really go heart to heart with people, uh, these small groups are mm-hmm. key. And it's funny, as as the older I get, the more I realize as, as much of an extrovert I am and I don't I like a big crowd, I love a big crowd, uh, those small groups have really become uh, I don't know, instrumental and I've really mm-hmm. just started to love Mm-hmm. those small groups where people can open up and share 
and and really go to the heart of the matter instead of kind of the a big group that's mm-hmm. more superficial. Yeah, and with that being said, and this is going back to the second episode, but we need to recognize that all of our contexts need to be focused on discipleship. So you can, you know, you can only you can only disciple to a certain degree in different contexts and different sizes of a group. But our worship services, our gatherings, our worship gatherings on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, whatever you do it, they should have discipleship as the goal. When we meet together as a missional community, they should have discipleship as the goal. When we meet together as DNA groups, we should have discipleship as the goal. Um, when we, again, when we're with people that we that are not yet believers, we are thinking of discipleship. How can I help this person by God's grace come into faith and become more and more like Jesus? Um, so yeah, discipleship needs to be every you know it needs to be the 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 now the gospel is the foundation to all we do, but discipleship should be the means by which we we live out the gospel. And so yeah, everything we do should be um, about discipleship. And there's there's different ways discipleship can take place in those different contexts, whether it's the big gathering, whether it's the missional community, whether it's a DNA group, whether it's everyday life. But um, yeah, just again, time, 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 and uh, observing one another, speaking into one another's lives, both in those spontaneous moments and in the organized, planned moments. And uh, obviously, in order to do that, we have to know the gospel ourselves, so... Learn the gospel, friends. And before we close, just to reiterate, don't be um, intimidated by Sean's time. (laughs) Just baby steps, folks. And don't be, you know, discouraged (laughs) by Camille's downplaying what I'm saying. No, I think think people are are really excited about what we're talking about. Yeah, discipleship is good, definitely. All right. So this has been Mission Lab. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ergang. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast.